Hey, welcome back to another episode of Between Sermons, where we are continuing our conversation from Sunday. And uh, this is actually our last conversation we're going to be having about kingdom. Uh, and so that's been our, our theme over the last few weeks. And if you missed any of those messages or you want to hear a little bit more behind what we're talking about today, go ahead and check those out online. But uh, today we get to have a conversation with uh, my good friend, Pastor Jason Parks. Just Jason. Pastor Jason Parks. Just Psalmist. D- oh, That's, please. You got a new title today. Please. No, you got please. a new title now. You know. When when should we expect that single to drop? Um, <laughs> My single will drop right after yours. I don't want us to, so you know, drop be, on the uh, same day. So that'd be never. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> just, just sometimes when you follow the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, so for those of you that didn't oh. see the, the message, uh, so right. Jason opened up singing a song, which is not your wheelhouse. Not but at But you, you carried all. it well. I mean, um, you sounded better than I would have sounded if I had chosen to Listen, I'm a strong tenor in the last row of the choir, <laughs> right? I, You put me into a choir and put me in the last row, I'm going to hold it down. Now, if you move hey. me up. That's, that's that's still an improvement over me like it's, it's they don't let happening. me in the choir they're, they're like you can you can watch the choir you can you know why don't you go in the background and like i don't know yeah run pro presenter for us or yeah something. it's I, I would i think an old version of me would be embarrassed by that situation mm-hmm. but you've matured yeah i mean if and i'll get to kingdom stuff or whatever we could talk about that but i guess in my life i am really god is really showing me like ego has to go like if if you're going to be in a space where people see you and all that yeah. stuff, ego has to go. And if I can't obey in small things like that, which it's not small, maybe maybe it's not small. Um, you know, it, it is not small to me, but maybe it is small to maybe someone who can really, really sing. But it's yeah. huge. But if I can't obey in that type of situation and yep. let my ego go, then he can't trust me with other things. And, yep. and my, my goal and my heart is to always be submitted to God. And so if that means embarrassing myself a little bit by singing because he wanted a moment, yeah, you know, I'm going to do it. So hey, I'm, it, I'm just, it was a moment. Just, sure. I, I'm just encouraging awesome. anyone who wants to see the message, please do just skip the first 10 <laughs> minutes. Fast forward. <laughs> just just go to ten minutes, seven minutes in. I'm not sure how long it was. Just and then you'll enjoy maybe uh, the rest of it. No, but I love that. I love that perspective too. Of you know, if you're going to actually die to self, yeah, you know, pick up your cross. Then sometimes you know that may seem extreme, and sometimes that may mean singing a song. Yeah, yeah. When you don't really want to. Man. I, now, I did, mean, did you have to argue with the Holy Spirit on that one? I did. Were you like, that's a dumb idea? I, I, I did argue a little bit. But again, to me, that's the wrestle of ego. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it's when Holy Spirit reflected to me what that conversation was about, right? When I started thinking about what I was thinking about. Yeah. Yeah, that's your ego. Why would it? If if you have this, if you sing to me in private, why wouldn't you sing in public? Ooh. Like, if, what, what's the, oh, am I kind of like is this a oh that kind of relationship yeah and so embarrassed to know me yeah you know so and so it was um it was a little wrestle and then when I started thinking about what I was thinking about I was like man and I just said well I'll sing and it's just gonna be me singing to you and that's how I'm gonna act like I hope that's okay it's gonna be me and you I'm not leading anyone in song I'm not trying to be the it just says make a joyful noise yeah and it was a noise noise my friend pleasant it was it was a noise it was a it was a noise but i will say i did hear some clcers supporting me and they were singing along so it wasn't just me having a sermonic solo (laughs) it it was a congregation i'm sure i made you sound better uh from that front row i mean Uh, man you have strong lungs (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what i got but it it ain't good for singing that's for sure but uh, no, I, and so thankfully the Holy Spirit has never told me that I need to sing at the start of a message because if he did, I, I would need like audible voice from heaven yeah. to be like, okay, that's not just Brent being having, having a weird moment. We'll get you some auto tune, bro. But, Don't worry about man, it. Man, for real, need it. I don't know if it works that well, uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I have been in a place where like, and it feels weird when you're like, God, that's not a good idea. Yeah. Like, how do you, how do you tell the creator of the universe that his idea is yeah. bad? Uh, and yet we have the audacity to do that all the time. We're like, yeah. no, that's, that's not a good idea. 
Yeah, but, you know, and this is, I guess I'll relate this to even the series and kind of my, my purpose. When we're talking about the kingdom, one of the things that I found out, though, is when you really are an ambassador and you have a king, you, you actually are supposed to obey the king. That's like, an amazing concept, That's actually right? what's supposed like... to happen, right? And it, it's, there are things that, you know, if I'm in a kingdom, it, we don't get this context because of the govern the type of government we're in, yeah, right? Yeah. And so, of course, you have to look up. Okay, what yeah. what is uh, you know a monarchy? Uh, what what happens when there is you know there's a prime minister versus a president and all that stuff? Yeah. But in the tr- most traditional sense of a kingdom, that king di- dictates everything. everything. Yeah. But that's also because that king takes care of everything yeah. right and so um you know for me it was like okay i have yeah. to be an example a living example of that you just can't yeah, yeah. preach it you know yeah. or talk about it um and so i don't it was in no way intentional on my part, right it wasn't like an object lesson <laughs> let me do something real cute yeah but as i reflect on it it was like yeah no you have to recognize that even when it just you don't understand it the king wants you to do this yeah. And he also takes care of me in ways that I can't explain. So I don't know why you want me to do this, but I also don't know why you've given me favor in those ways. Yeah. You know, so and it's, sometimes it's not even on us to figure out the why. Right. Yeah. Right. It, we just obey. Like, that don't make a lot of sense to me, but all right. You told me to do it. I mean, so do it. listen, you've gone on some missions trips. You've gone to some places that do not make sense to me. Well, they didn't make sense to me either. <laughs> they don't make sense. My favorite, my favorite is I took, this is so, so random. So when I was pastoring in Blue Island, yeah. a predominantly Hispanic area of Chicagoland, right. I took a group from that church to Siberia. Uh, oh, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> makes a whole lot of sense. Like no idea, no idea why, but it was, it was fantastic. It was great. But when you're like, again, when you're following this kingdom perspective, and we're supposed to be ambassadors. Um, again, from my research, the king picks the ambassador. The yep. king picks and then gives you the assignment. Yep. I mean, and, and again, somebody may know a lot more than me, but that's just how it works. Yeah. So if it's Siberia for this trip, that's that's where I'm going. I need you in Siberia. Yep. I'll take yes, care sir. of you while you're in Siberia. Come on back, and I will do other things that are beyond your control for you to, yeah. you know. So, yeah, man, that's that's I'm really leaning into this kingdom thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand everything perfectly. Yeah, but I, you said something great yesterday that I was like, yes, I need people to get this, and that is just simply that in three messages for 30 minutes a message and even add in the podcast, you know, it's still not nearly enough time to talk about everything that this concept of kingdom entails, or even just, even if you just slice it down to being an ambassador, right? I mean, we could talk about being an ambassador for 52 weeks and still not cover everything that we could possibly cover. Right. Right. There, there, what I love to hear is, is you saying this is something that you're going to be thinking about more because like when we do a series like we want that to take place we want people to go okay this isn't just something we're doing for a couple of weeks like how does this affect the way i'm thinking and acting and living and man now when i'm reading scripture like it's happened to me a bunch lately i'm reading through the bible every time the word kingdom is mentioned like there's something in my brain that's just like pay attention right uh and so if if more people start reading through scripture uh, and every time we're singing a song about, you know, he's the king of kings, right. you know, what does that mean? Because right. sometimes it just becomes words. Yep. Uh, but the the words, there's there's a purpose behind it. There's a meaning behind it. Yeah. There's a depth there that I just, I want to encourage people to keep digging. Yeah. That not just take, you know, the three weeks and be like, all right, I got everything I needed from yeah. kingdom. Yeah. Moving on to the next thing. What's the next thing we're doing? Yeah. Relationships. All right. Forget about kingdom. Now it's relationship. Well, I, I mean, and, and I'll, I'll say this. There are you know, preachers out here that kind of live this kingdom life. I think Tony Evans does a really great job yeah. of integrating this concept of, of kingdom into um, applicable ways, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, you know, he has kingdom man and kingdom yep. woman and kingdom family. And I think he does a great job. So I would certainly recommend those, especially the kingdom man book. I've definitely read and done that Bible study. Um, 
And so that that it's good to have those types of resources because yeah. we're not alone in trying to figure this out, nor nor is it brand new either. Yeah. Um, but leaning into it more and more, you you, I recognize that my perspective and the lens that I see things has been is it's just not as clear as I thought it was, right? Mm-hmm. And there's this great book I can't remember the name of it, but I'll, I'll look it up. the The book talks about how our westernized viewpoint has kind of yep. yeah we kind of messed up how we see certain a lot of the biblical stories and and, you, yep. and that's really the basis of why we need to study the word and understand historical Absolutely. context and yeah. all of that not just kind of read on the surface and then um it's not eisegesis right it's not oh that scripture really works for me and right. where i want to go right um but it takes time to understand just the concept of, okay, I have a king. Yeah. And okay, what does that mean? And who is this yeah. king? And just you and finding that language about the king. Yeah, because I mean when we're in a culture where like we, we have a president and not a king. Yeah. And we can like our president, we can not like our president, right. we can throw shoes at our president, right. we can make fun of our president, we can we can do all of these things throw that shoes. And that happened several years ago. Yes, you yes. got the reference. Come yep. on now. I'm not Bush. I'm that old. Uh, Bush, apparently right? I am that old. Yeah, it was yeah, Bush. Yeah. Um, but like, so there's all of these, like, we don't view our president the way the biblical writers would have viewed their king. Right. Right. And so sometimes we have to stop reading through the filter of a Western modern yeah. brain and, and start reading scripture. Okay. What, what was the audience? Right. Um, and, and that really, man, um, I'm excited. I get to teach a course uh, in our next round of Life University mm-hmm. about biblical interpretation. And so That's how do good. we actually, yeah. like, understand Scripture? And yeah. so we're going to be talking a lot about context yeah. and, and who's the audience yeah. and learning how to do all those things. It'll, sh- it'll, sh- it'll shape you. if you When you find out what Scripture means. Oh, man. <laughs> it'll, yeah. it'll shape you. It'll check you. And that's, to me, that's why... You know, when you look at Hebrews four and scripture says like the word of God is alive, mm-hmm. right? And and it's active and it's so sharp that it can, you know, separate bone and marrow, right? Soul and spirit. Mm-hmm. And it is so sharp that it will actually help you discern the very intent and the thoughts of your heart. Yeah. And when we, we get to the place of, of seeing scripture like that, it'll start shaping us yeah. it'll start shaping us so I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to bible uh universe i'm gonna call it bible university because <laughs> that's what you're gonna learn up in in life university life university there you, there you okay. go it's all good man <laughs> uh okay so i've got to ask so this yeah. is kind of be kind of a little bit of a, a background question because yeah um so the start of the series people kept saying that i, I was spicy yeah um and i didn't i didn't think i was spicy but they, they were a little bit spicy but so I don't know what label to throw on what you were on Sunday. Um, mm. I think the best uh, term would be to steal from mm. Joe Sangle and just say you were fired up. I was fired up. You man. were fired up. And so walk me through like why, like what what was going on you know during the week sure. that that lit a fire in your spirit that yeah. like you got up there and you you were as fired up as as I don't as think I've ever, ever been, been f- that fired up. Yeah. Uh, certainly it was the subject matter, but all week. Um, it, it even, it starts before last week. It's just been a season of kind of spiritual warfare. And I don't throw that around carelessly. I, I don't. And I'm, you know, I don't like to make things dramatic because life happens. And a lot of times we try to over-spiritualize things. The devil's um, coming yeah, for the, me. It's like, nah, you just didn't eat well. The devil <laughs> wants to mess up my finances. No, you missed the due date. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That, that was you. didn't you. pay the bill. <laughs> right, that was, anyway, okay, sorry, Anyways. sorry. <laughs> Um, but it's been the season where it's it's felt like these various things, and most of them are internal. It, it's it's not old, you know, the house burned out. It's none of that. It's more doubt about what what I'm what my calling is than ever before. More doubt of how I'm doing as a father. Um, more doubt of okay, I mean, are you really doing great as a as a husband? Or I mean. All these things, or how good can this this the other shoe has to drop, right? Mm-hmm. You know, all of that. Um, I remember in a week, I had a, a a major car issue. A brand new washing machine went out and flooded in in the first floor. Um, the second floor toilet flooded for no reason. It was just it just was water coming out of the toilet all of a sudden. 
And that came down to the first floor, several thousand dollars worth of repairs and things like that. And so I remember this was a turning point where I said, I need, I'm going to fight differently. When the washing machine broke and I ordered another washing machine, it was brand new and they installed it and it broke and flooded the first floor. I told my wife, I said, get a mop, turn on some worship music because we're going to fight like this. I mean, nice. it, so it started a yeah. few weeks back. You've been going through it. Going through it and, and deciding that I was going to fight my battles differently through, through worship, through prayer, mm-hmm. um, getting more focused on scripture. And so um, going into our fast this, this uh, month, um, I was even more focused. And so, again, it started revving up. Oh, here's some chest pains. Take that. Oh, yeah. You're having a stroke. Now nothing's happening. It's just, yeah. but you, it maybe you or other folks can identify this. But I have the type of imagination, and if I allow it to go down a trail yeah. of thought, it will take me into dark places. Yeah. It's like, well, how did I get here? Start googling you, your symptoms. All of a sudden, yeah. it's like, okay, a small chest pain turns into okay. I need to find a wheelchair. Okay, well, how would Jennifer get me in and out the yeah. house if something happened? And so, again, I started thinking about what I was thinking about. And the Holy Spirit, of course, just began to say, hey, no, you actually can declare the word of God. You are healed. Don't allow this to keep going. So it was chest pains and all these kind of just weird stuff. I broke out. Um, I am not one to get sick at all or anything, no allergies. And all of a sudden, I had a breakout on my body. It's like I didn't eat anything that I don't normally eat. And so it was just constant pestering. And. I think I got fed up um, Friday when he said, you know, just tell them you can't preach. Just tell them this. You're, you've gone through too much to preach. Mm-hmm. And that's when I said, ah, th- this whole thing was to try to get me there. Yeah. And so it was a very difficult week internally. Um, you know, I didn't let on to anybody else what was going on, but it was just a lot of warfare to try to keep me from. Yeah getting to that point and on my way to church is where the I'm going to I'm going to worship God I'm going to okay that's cool I'm going to worship God no 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 actually it's going to look a little different than <laughs> at what the you're start of your at message, the start at, I need you to I need you to this song yeah. that has been in you all week yep sing that song you're you're going to uh, I know we say you know tell the truth and shame the devil no you're going to bring to open shame yeah. what the enemy has tried to do in private you're going to publicly disclose what you've gone through and that you are still victorious and you still showed up and all of that. And I was I was mad in the car. I mean, the music was turned up. I'm singing. I'm mad. Like, I will not let the devil win. You're not going to stop me. So that's the, <laughs> the last couple of weeks. But that's that's what happened. It got me to that point where I'm going to draw a line. And, yeah. and, and Holy Spirit has really been helping me focus on embracing the authority you have been given of embracing the power that you have been given by Jesus, by what he did, it includes these types of things. Right. And so take authority, stand strong, um, and, and let people know, Hey, I'm not ashamed of the fact that it was a rough week and I'm here anyway. That was a lot of background, a lot of context. No, I love this. It's awesome. <laughs> I, I promise we are going to get to like, yeah, I, yeah, the, 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 the kingdom yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But there was something that you said that I, I just feel like I need to highlight for everybody listening. You said um, you started thinking about what you're thinking about. Yeah. And I think that that is a skill set. That is an activity that yeah. not enough people engage in. Yeah. That they just they become comfortable with. Well, these are the thoughts. And sure. so that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, but we actually we do need to, you know, the Bible tells us take every thought captive. Right. Right. How do you take a thought captive if you're not thinking about what you're thinking about? Right. Um, right. And recognizing, man, my thought pattern, like I, it seems like every time this thing happens, my thoughts go here when I know based on scripture, they need to go here. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I think more people need to take a moment and stop and say, OK, what's my thought pattern been like over the last 24 hours, yeah. over the last seven days? Yeah. What, what have I been thinking about the most? Is there an anxiety? Is there a fear? Yeah. Is there a worry? Is there something that I've been stressing over and dwelling on? Is there something, is there a sin that I'm battling? Yeah. But my thoughts are just constantly thinking about that, that thing. You know, we, we use the, the example, you know, stop thinking about a pink elephant. 
um, you know, immediately going to be thinking about being relevant. So if you're <laughs> battling sin, but all you're doing is thinking about right. how you're battling sin, right. you're going right. to lose the battle. Right. Right. Uh, and so we, we've got to learn how to take every thought captive, how yeah. to actually think about what we're thinking about uh, and, and do something about that. Yeah. And so I just wanted to kind of give that little pause. Can, and, can I, can I kind of, you can do whatever you want. And I want to, I want to help someone at least let me share my process of that yeah, yeah internally right because i've heard people say it and 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 it they don't necessarily tell you how to do it and i want to make sure that we make a distinction between what let's say modern psychology or psychiatrists would tell you versus mm-hmm. helping us stay in a biblical perspective of right. that and so in that scripture we are to cast down any imagination or argument um, in a global sense, you know, if it's an argument about the, the divinity of Christ on the big scale, or if it's any argument that says that I am not new, I'm really not saved, I'm really so you you cast that down, you bring it into captivity, but it's in relation to it trying to exalt itself above the knowledge of Christ, right? right? The knowledge of what we know, yep. and so it has to be okay. This thought, okay, you know. Um, I should not preach on Sunday. Tell them not to preach. Okay. Who would, so I, this is what I do. Who would actually tell me to preach, to to preach and not preach? Mm-hmm. Would God ever tell me when I have already been assigned, when I know it's part of my calling, when I have uh, the, the assignments come from heaven, but if my leader here on earth says here, you know, I want you to preach on this. Who would tell me, to backtrack on all of that yeah. and just go with how I'm feeling. That would not be God. No. Okay, hold on. Okay, God, that's not you. Okay, this this thought, when I compare it and try, it tries to rise above what I know that yep. how God would communicate with me, what God's character is, what yep. his words, when it conflicts against that, I capture it and say, I will not do anything. And yep. I literally will verbalize something, I will speak scripture, right? Or I will say in that instance, I'm gonna preach mm-hmm. to bring God glory. Yeah. I'm gonna preach because enemy, you don't want me to. Yep. So I'm going to do it, right? So I, that is kind of my, pro- I always compare what's very important that I point out here. I always compare it to what I know to be true of yep. God. Yep. Now that does take some work. You have to read the word, right? We yep. only know God. You can only through- know, know what he's, saying if you know what, know he's, what saying. he's saying right and so it i compare those thoughts and i discern who would this be from yeah. who would tell this is not god yeah. if it's condemnation yeah. that is not god yeah. if the holy spirit and when the holy spirit is convicting me of something it always leads me back to god yep so if i do something hey don't do that that's that's not glorifying God. However, if you do this, this will glorify God. Yeah. Right? It's always that. That's how yeah. I distinguish conviction from condemnation. So yeah. I that's how I capture thoughts. I'm sure there's more eloquent uh examples of that, I, but I for me that was fantastic. I love it. That's how I, I nip it in a butt. I like it. I hope I, I, I think you helped some people just, just there. I hope so. I, I think if you don't if you're not thinking about what you're thinking about, if you are not you will go down a trail. Yep. Um, you know, that will, and and that's what the enemy does. He, he influences us through distraction. Yep. He influences us, um, I'll say mentally and spiritually. And really it's us who, who give him that open door. Like we have to give into it. And so our, our thought life is very important. Yeah. And it's, it's really dangerous when we go on autopilot with stuff and it just, we're just going through the motions. We're just, you know, thinking the thoughts and moving on. Yeah. Um, so we gotta, we gotta kind of switch off of the autopilot and actually take, yeah. take stock in. Okay, what am I, what am I thinking about? Why am yeah. I thinking about that? Is that a good thing to be thinking about? Right. Is right. that not a good thing to be thinking about? Right. And so, right. yeah, I think that there's a, there's a practice in that that I think people need to exercise. I would say on a daily basis. One hundred percent. But uh, yeah, cool. I, I like think it. you get better and better at it over time. I'm Absolutely. not great at it, but you yeah. know, I'm trusting God to continue to grow. Yeah. And, and there's going to be moments of weakness when you're not as good at it. Yeah. Uh, and then there's moments when Holy Spirit strengthens you and you're great at it. And, I, and I'll just say this and we can move on. But that's why also having the right people around you is so important. Yeah. 
because if, if you're life in that, faster. well, I'm just saying I, that wasn't <laughs> even a plug for the life group season that's coming up starting February 25th. But <laughs> it's even if you can't see what's happening, someone else who knows you and yeah, praying yeah. for you and you're yeah. accountable to and all of that, they can say, no, that's not you. Yeah, I've I've literally had people say yeah. that's not you. Yeah. And it was that. Yeah. That shook me like, well, well, no, that that actually isn't yeah. me. You're right. Oh, man. Right. And so it's it's not OK. I get I have to control every thought all the time. It's not that um, it's that and having community that knows you yeah. and a community that sees you and prays for you, et cetera. Yeah. So I just want to make sure people know that life groups is a perfect place to find that community, especially since our life group season is starting February 25th. Yep. And you, you take your thoughts to them and just say, Hey man, I've been thinking man. about this a lot lately and yeah. I don't know if maybe this is God, maybe this is a distraction. I don't yeah. really know, but yeah. let me, let me take it to somebody that's got some wisdom, some right. experience that, that knows me uh, yeah. and knows God. Because uh, I think sometimes we, we go for advice to people that know us, but not necessarily knowing God. Uh, and Ooh. that becomes a whole other subject matter we could get into. Ooh. But um, we, need, we, need, right there. <laughs> we need people that know us, but also Man, know good. God to be able to help that's us navigate good. this stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. So kingdom. Yes. Uh, so you made a big statement that I absolutely loved. Uh, it, it's the concept of uh, the kingdom needs to be at work at work work um and so you know we we broke down or you broke down how you know we spend the majority of our time in the workplace and the the danger comes when all of a sudden that becomes this separate thing yep so i've got my identity as a citizen of the kingdom of god i've got this assignment to be an ambassador and i'm going to take that hat and put it on the shelf and say okay but now i have to go to work and I've got to earn my paycheck and do do my job so I don't get fired, so right. I can put food, food on the table, so I can, you know, give my offerings to the church. And so that we separate the two things, mm-hmm. which I think is a huge mistake yep. and directly opposes what Scripture tells us. Right. Um, we need to bring the kingdom to our workplace. Yep. And so what was what was that revelation like for you? Because you kind of shared a story about how. You know, you were you were a citizen at work, but you weren't an ambassador at work. And I thought that was just. Yeah, I was a really good citizen, too. I did the right things and didn't do anything wrong and treated people fairly and loved them and et cetera. I was a good citizen. Um, And the, the difference between a citizen and ambassador is that you can be a citizen without going anywhere. Mm-hmm. It is essentially just who you are connected to yeah. from a national perspective perspective. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. And you're concerned just exist. About, you're exist and you really are concerned about your own rights and privileges and being free to exercise those. Yeah. And as long as nothing kind of impedes on that, you're okay. I'm yeah. a good citizen, right? I don't break any laws. Yep. I'm a good citizen. An ambassador is active. An ambassador has to recognize they're in a foreign territory. They're a sent to a foreign territory. And they are commissioned to be actively engaging in the culture of where they are, actively communicating about their um, nation and their culture, actively doing it. They have a job to do. They have a job to do. And so an ambassador is not an ambassador um, at all who does not engage with right. someone that is not from their nation. Yeah. And so the, the story for me was that when I was being a good citizen at work, being being right and, and all of that, someone found out that I was a preacher. You know, they saw me on stage one day. And so they came and got me when there was a coworker who had a, uh, her, her mother, it was a, a family member who was sick. Now that the coworker was there, but the, the the mother was in a totally different city, so they came and got me, and said, "Well, hey, we We've, we saw you. We saw online. you do. It. It's got to be something you can do about this, yep. right?" And so that work culture was asking me to engage, yep. and so that's where the okay yep. citizens don't engage. I can just be here. I want to be in my own right. No, it was, no, it's time for you to be an ambassador. So I go go into this room and it's like 10 people in there just waiting, looking for me. And I'm like, well, what is this about? What are we doing here? Like, we need you to pray and, and, and pray for her, but pray for her mother. And so even to me, it was kind of like, well, you know, there's no laying hands on anyone then. 
You know, there's 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 no organ in the background. There's none of that. Yep. If you're gonna pray, this this prayer has to has to work. And I mean, biblically, we see Jesus doing it, right? So, but again, this whole kingdom concept is recognizing that what has been given, whatever your king has, he has given you as well, because you're in his kingdom. And so we see Jesus speaking the word only when he heals someone's daughter and sending the words, just your faith has made this possible, so go. I don't even have to be there, right? And so in that moment, it was like, you just got to pray. And I was timid. I mean, it was like, is this going to be an HR violation? Like, am I going to lose my job? I don't know what denomination these people are or if they're even saved. None of that. There was no context. But they wanted me to engage in that situation based upon someone saying, hey, he's a preacher or something. He can do something, right? And so, you know, ended up praying and just praying sincerely. And the, the mom recovered. I mean, it was a, a dire situation, my understanding is, and that she ended up recovering and, and um, being well. So, you know, I got I got outed as an ambassador, right? It was forced upon me. Yeah. And so after that, um, you know, one coworker I was walking through, hey, pastor. And it's like, all right, y'all just going <laughs> to say that out loud. Like, it's over now. Like, so I'm outed as a, an ambassador at work. I love that it was it was basically like an intervention at work. Right. Like <laughs> the Holy Spirit orchestrated an intervention right. for you. You're not going to do this, like, so I will. Yeah, we're going to we're going to bring some people around <laughs> right. in the room to force you into this situation. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that what, what people need to hear is that it doesn't require that. Right. You don't have to have an intervention at work. You and you don't have to be a, a preacher. They, do, right. they don't have to see you on a stage on a YouTube right. video or whatever in order to have that moment. I think God has placed uh, each of us where we're supposed to be right. for a reason. And, and I think that there's a there's a challenge in how do we view what we're doing in work as ministry? Right. That it's right. not just about punching a clock, taking home a paycheck, um, but w- what does that look like? How do we navigate that? So let, let's say, you know, somebody's listening to this and they work in a restaurant, um, yeah. you know, or as a server or whatever, yeah. or somebody works in a factory. Yeah. It's like, what does this look like in practicality when it says, okay, you are, yes, you're there to do a job, but you're also there for the kingdom as yeah. an ambassador. Yeah. What, what does that look like? So it's, it's two parts to that, right? So it's, you know, in my case, it was praying all of that. So let's, let me separate that mm-hmm. as you just did. Your character really matters a lot at work. So I don't I, I don't want people to move towards action until they get the character part. Mm-hmm. You're doing before you be. You have to be yeah. someone who is changed by Christ. You have to be yeah. someone who loves people as, as Christ has told us. You have to be that and embrace that. And we have to be consistent in how we show up at work. Yeah. And so a lot of times, um, and there's this old saying that like the people may never read the Bible. We're the only Bible that they will read, yeah. right? We demonstrate something to people. And so our character has to be such where we're honest with people. We engage them genuinely. We show love, right? So let's, let's take uh, the case of a waitress, right? Your character and this decision to be excellent at this job is, is where you can start. Yeah. And so showing up on time, um, there are times when you have to give sacrificially, which means, hey, someone calls off and they're looking for someone that can fill in for them yeah. on, on a shift. It can be in that moment saying, hey, you know, I can take care of that. Is everything okay? Is there a reason why you called off? Yeah. So, so that's one of the first places I want to make yeah. sure I accentuate. There may be opportunities for you to be, to represent the, the kingdom in saying, hey, I want to care for you. Yep. Because that's actually, huge. The world misses a lot of that. I yeah. want to care for you. Is everything okay? You're, you called off. Yeah, it's, you know, my mom, my dad, or, you know, my kid. I couldn't find babysitting. Okay, wow, I'm sorry to hear that. Can I, you know, pray for you? Maybe that sounds weird, but if this situation happens, it's yeah. maybe there's something I can do. Let me pray yeah. or let me now That give, often right? can be that that door that opens. Right when there. Somebody, somebody is sharing, you know, and, and sometimes it, it, it's funny because, for a lot of even believers, our brain doesn't just automatically go there, but right. it should. Like right. we were in Japan, we're working with this guy. He's a Christian. He's a believer. He's actually dedicating his whole life to it. Mm. And we were out in the park and somebody mentioned that they had a headache. And so Pastor Harry, who's on the, the trip, was like, why don't we pray for that right now? Yeah. And he was just like, right. I mean, yeah, what? 
why don't we? But yeah. in his mind, it was like, no, prayer is the thing that we do when somebody yeah. asks for it right. or the thing that we do at church. Yeah. But it, just this, this idea that y- our team, because it happened with Harry, but it happened with others. It was like the moment they saw a need, their, their reaction was, yeah. let's stop what we're doing yeah. and let's pray over right. this person, pray right. about this. And I think that uh, in the workplace, we need to kind of have the same mentality yeah. Yeah. of, okay, when somebody is like, man, I'm really not feeling well today is our only reaction to say, Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Moving right. on. Right. <laughs> or, or do we say, Oh man, I'm, I'm really sorry to he- hear about that. You know, would you mind if I, if I prayed for you Yeah. and, and you can offer to pray. We, we taught this in our evangelism course. Uh, you can offer to pray right there in that moment. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if, if, you know, it's, it's a busy work day and all right. this stuff, you can just say, Hey, you know what? Uh, after work, uh, I would love to pray for you. Yeah. And if the person says no, thanks. Right. Okay. Yeah, no problem. And that's fine. Yeah. No big deal. And it's it's really it's not about us. It really is about meeting needs. Maybe it's yeah. not you don't pray with that person. Maybe it's an act of compassion, an act of mercy right. that where you yeah. can fill in a gap for them. Yeah. If you do that over time, people's how they see you will begin to change. Yep. They begin to frame you as someone who is connected to people. They yep. will see you as someone who actually cares and yep. Um, and compassionate. So again, and in then this, they're going to ask questions. They're going to ask why? questions. Why? Why? Why do you care about me so much? Like you don't even know me. It ma- and, and that's yeah. character matters. Yep. And, Absolutely. And we want to skip over that part and yeah. how we show up. Yeah. Um, I can tell you as as you know someone who works in in corporate America and within the C suite or what have you, decisions are made based upon people's character. Oh yeah. Like I mean, I you think it's just work ethic people who care about character. So I, I say that in the natural sense, in just a regular. Even in the corporate world. The cor- corporate world, your character matters. But when it comes to being an ambassador, it really matters because yeah. it's the open door where people can get to know Christ before you even preach a message. Yep, They can see your character. So yep. practically speaking, being someone that has integrity, yeah. do what you say, you know, do say what you're going to do and then do what you're going to say. Doing the right thing when no one's looking yep. because we are working as unto the Lord. And that's that, that type of mentality helps us yeah. keep that high standard of excellence. Man, can we, can we just hit that right there that do what you say you're going to do? Yeah. Like if, if somebody asks you for something you're like, Oh yeah, I'll, I'll send that report out. They shouldn't have to come back to right. you and say, Hey, how come right. you didn't send out that report? Right. Like, and if, if you're forgetful or you're flighty, like, man, pull out your phone, yeah. set a reminder, you know, do yeah. whatever you need to do. When I was in high school, I had to wear a rubber band, yeah. you know, to, to remind myself, oh, there's something I'm supposed to grab from my locker. Yeah. Like whatever you need to do, whatever tricks you need to right. utilize, because I think that a lot of people use, you know, forgetfulness as a pass. It's like, well, I am trustworthy. Yeah. I just didn't do that thing right. the way I said I was because I forgot. Yeah. Well, then you're not trustworthy. Right. Well, even I'll say this. Let's say, you, you, you know, you, you that was really harsh, by the way what I just said. Well, not, you, not know. you that's me. No, I mean, I'm a you jerk. Know, we're used to you. Um, <laughs> being willing to say I messed up. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. No, no excuses. Yep. You know, I, I missed that. Yep. And I apologize because yep. I know that's important um, to feel like that. Let me get it done. Yep. You know, and I'll Honestly, show you. I have way more respect for somebody that does that. Yeah. Than somebody that gives me a weak excuse. Yeah. Like some, somebody's like, Oh yeah, I was I was totally gonna send that at the end of the day. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Yeah. Anymore. You forgot about yeah. it. Yeah. Like, just and, tell me you forgot. And that's and I, I'm not saying that I'm perfect at it. That's easy. But I've found that the more I practice that, yeah. To your point, I think more people respect you as a person, as an individual, mm-hmm. especially if you're in leadership. Yeah. I missed it. Yeah. That that's on me. Yep. Period. Point blank. Yep. And you know, eventually, if They'll ask, you know, is everything okay? Especially yeah. if it's not yeah. normal for you, then you may want to yeah. throw in like, man, it was, man, the kids, you yeah. know, something happened this morning, it kind of threw, or something happened this week, it threw me off. Yeah. Let me, but the most yep. important part, let me get that thing to you. Yep. Yeah. We, we taught that in our, one of our leadership courses in Life You. I don't remember which one it was, but it's this idea of like, when you screw up, own the mistake, yeah. apologize for it. But in your apology, you're not giving the excuses, right. you're giving um, your solution. Right. 100%. So, so you're saying, hey, I know that's important for you. I'm so sorry that I missed that deadline. Here's what I can do. I can I can drop this project that I'm doing right now. I can get that out to you by three o'clock today. Yeah. Will yeah. that work? Yeah. Instead of just leaving it as this. Oh, yeah, my bad. Sorry. Yeah. And then walking away. It's yeah. like, no, I'm if I screwed up, 
I'm going to make it right. Right. And here's how I'm going to make it right. And and being upfront with that, man, that, as a leader, that carries yeah. a ton of weight. I mean, over, and overall, again, the, the point here is how can we practically walk out being an ambassador yep. without it being a big evangelistic movement, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. That The character piece, yeah. owning mistakes, um, communicating yeah. well with people, yeah. being full of mercy and grace and forgiveness for yeah. people. And when, when things mess up and, you know, things don't always work out perfectly all yeah. the time, but at least they know who you are. There's some, and here's, here's the, something's different about you. Yeah. That's when you, you at least know you're on the right track. So yeah, yeah. you're just not like everyone yeah. else around here. Oh, well, you know, I just, man, yep. you know, and that, just keep that, it moving. That character piece is so huge. And I, I've got to throw somebody under the bus. I won't name his name because I love the man. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so my football coach in high school, so he, we can Google that, you know, that, right? I know, I know. Oh, okay. And he's, he's an amazing guy. And uh, so a anyways, I'll get to the, the point of this. So this man would invent the most creative, obscene cussing that you have ever heard in your life. I mean, his motivational speeches for like for us to go win a game. I mean, it yeah. the the references to anatomies and sexual acts and all. I mean, it was. It was, but it was like over the top. Like I, I've had other coaches that nowhere near the level of creativity yeah. in his language use yeah. as this guy. He was like the Gordon Ramsay of uh, football yeah. coaches. Yeah. Like he just, wow. he just had a way with words. Um, and I remember one year uh, I was going to miss the start of our, our two a day camp um, by a few days because I was going on a missions trip to Kenya. Mm hmm. And I was like, I was like, I'm, I'm dreading this moment of having to tell my coach I'm not going to be for for the biggest practice of, of the year. And, and I came to him and I'm like, hey, I just got to let you know, I'm going on this missions trip to Kenya. Mm -hmm. And man, I'm, I'm really sorry. The dates just and and he was like, oh, wow, Brent, I didn't even know you were a believer. I'm a believer, too. And in that moment, I was like, no, you're not <laughs> like as a teenager, I was looking at this man going. There's nothing yeah. about your character. There's nothing about the way you function or operate that leads me to believe you believe wow. in the same Jesus as me. Now, since that moment, I've seen like he did uh, the church that he goes to. He did like a special Father's Day message and like mm. shared his heart and stuff. And I've mm. I've heard stories of because he's still coaching and like all this stuff. And like, OK, yes, he does yeah. love Jesus. Yeah. There's yeah. there's evidence of it. Maybe the, the four years I was at that it was, school. It was early it was, in the process. Maybe man. he had, he was a new believer. Right, right, right. Maybe. It was I, early, don't man. I don't know. But uh, but like so I'm, I'm proud of him. Love the guy. But the, that time <laughs> when he when he dropped the bomb on me that he was a believer, yeah. too, yeah. I was like, I I don't think you know what that word means. Yeah, yeah. It, it shouldn't be a shock to, to, especially again going back to work. We're spending seven, eight, nine, ten hours there. Yeah, they should, should know. They they should they should know. At the very least, they should recognize you live at a different standard. Right, right. Yeah. And so you know, again, practically, that character matters more than anything because yeah. they're going to see that they're yeah. going to experience that more yeah. often, and then that that character leads to opportunities to to go beyond now i think okay personal prayer moments um happens more often when people recognize your character i'll give you an example yeah. it is hard for someone to admit to you that they have a a need and they're willing to accept prayer if they let's say they have an issue in their marriage yeah. using that example it's hard for them to explain their struggle in their marriage if that your character demonstrates that you're a gossiper. Right. Why exactly. would they 100%. ever, why would they ever disclose what's going on, what's creating this chaos in their world if what they know of you is that you you can't hold water, like you, yeah. you, you can't hold anything. Yep. Um, and so those personal prayer moments, those moments to invite them to church, that happens more often when we are consistent in how we show up yeah. in terms of being excellent with yeah. our work output, being consistent in our words and in our actions and all of that, not, you know, really not living out, living out our faith. Yeah, yeah. And so then the next step is that, of course, they'll tell you what's going on and you can then say, hey, I, I don't know where you are in terms of your faith. I'm a believer. I do yeah. believe prayer works. Do you mind if I just say a quick yeah. prayer about this? Yeah. Because you've essentially, you caught them at the most intimate moment of their life or in, a, in a, yeah in a moment of their life and so then it creates that opportunity um yeah. but we have to start with character absolutely 100 percent. and i think that 
what character can do is it, it opens up that door for people to recognize there's something unique. There's yes. something different here. Right. It, when you have great character, like it, it just draws you, uh, draws people to you. Right. Right. And, and in that drawing, that's when you can look for those Holy spirit open door moments. Right. And so when somebody says I had a really rough night last night, you can ask follow-up questions right. when, when somebody says, man, I, I think my wife's going to kick me out of the house. It's yeah. like, whoa, man, let's, right. let's what's going on? Let's right. talk. Yeah. Like, yeah. and so I, I think that more believers need to be quick to invite somebody for a cup of coffee yeah. than anything else. Yeah, like, that's a good point. can we, can we sit and talk? Right. Cause, cause I think a lot of times offering prayer or an invite to church for, for somebody that's just not a part of that culture, not yeah. a part of that world. Those are weird concepts, right? right. You know, give me your thoughts and prayers. That's yeah. fine. Uh, but it, it like creates this, this weird dynamic. But if you say, Hey man, I, uh, man, I, I hear you're hurting yeah. and man, is there anything I can do? You right. want to grab a cup of coffee after yeah. work? You can just yeah. share with me what's going on. Yeah. Um, let me help. Yeah. And if you're the kind of person, like you said, that, you know, every time somebody gets a piece of news, it's like, Oh yeah. So-and-so told me about, you know, then obviously they're going to be like, no, I'm good. Right. <laughs> but if you've demonstrated your character, if you've demonstrated that you care for them, in other ways then when that moment comes, they're more likely to say, yeah, let's, let's yeah. grab a cup of coffee. Yeah. I, I do need to talk to somebody. Yeah. Cause you know, you may not be the paid counselor in their life, but man, you know, you have no idea how much counseling happens over a cup of coffee. Right. Right. It's huge. I think it's important too. And this is, I'm not changing the subject, but another aspect of this where our character comes out is in success. Mm. I have seen people like they are good citizens and ambassadors when we are like all on the same level for lack of a better term. Yep. And then all of a sudden they get a promotion. Somebody gets a promotion and they lose it. It's like, yeah. what happened? Like you're, are yeah. you the same person? Um, and so even handling success matters. Yeah. Um, I do believe that God's people, we have favor on our life. Um, I believe that, not everyone is rich and all of that, but there are times when God says, hey, that's, hey, you're yep. my person. I'm not going to allow this to happen to you. And we, we have to navigate those situations. Again, when it's something where, okay, you keep me from getting fired, it's fine. But when, it, when God says, okay, no, I kind of want you to be in a position of influence. Yep. We have to navigate that well. Yep. Um, you know, I actually believe that the first six chapters of Daniel has so many instances where he navigates promotion well mm -hmm. um he even navigates not being seen well i mean he worked under three different kings yeah. and so each king had a different situ situation we know of course daniel's dream interpretation played a role in it but if you notice um between nebuchadnezzar and nebuchadnezzar's son whose name i always butcher beth or yep. something like that, that the reality is that with Nebuchadnezzar, Daniel had prominence. He he had rank. When you get to Nebuchadnezzar's son, Daniel is not as high up there anymore yeah. because they had to go find him. It was yeah. actually the queen or the king's wife that said, "Hey, there's this guy in the kingdom somewhere." Yeah. If if Daniel was was as prominent as yep. he was with Nebuchadnezzar, you no one would have to He's remember. He's in his office over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, he would have been like, yeah, go get the guy that has yeah. always been around. No, yeah. he something happened. Yeah, he lost some prominence between those two, and then we later see him being promoted again with Darius. Mm -hmm. And in each one of those situations, Daniel was consistent. Like, yeah. I mean, that first time around. You know, when Daniel said, we got to pray because we're all going to die, you know, and he didn't have rank. He just essentially was like one of the many. Mm -hmm. And it was through his how he um, was able to to intervene and intercede yeah. for um, all of them, even the, the mm -hmm. soothsayers and all that. No one died because of Daniel's ability yeah. to interpret that dream. But but the point is, I think Daniel is, you know, I would point people to see. Daniel, in that perspective of someone working in a government job and doing it well, Nehemiah is a good example of that. Yep. I mean, it's a totally different point. Like Nehemiah had prominence as a cupbearer. Now, some may say that's like almost the worst job to have because if someone's going to kill the king, they're going to kill the cupbearer first. Yep. Um, they're the first one to die. <laughs> they're the first one to die because. But you end up very close to the, the king, king, right? And so um, Nehemiah took his role and his 
pain and sorrow for what was happening um, in Jerusalem. And he used his fluence, influence to tell the truth to the yeah. king. He didn't lie. Yeah. He told him exactly, hey, I'm down. I'm sad because of what's going back. Will you allow me to go back? Yeah. And we see him use his influence ultimately to benefit the people of God. That's yeah. that's a totally different kind of lesson yeah. in what we're supposed to do with influence. Yep. But that's still, to me, a kingdom concept for those of that Absolutely. Are in the workplace. And, and when you're talking about kingdom culture, humility has to be a part 100%. of that conversation. Uh, and so that I think that's what we see with, with Daniel is yeah. uh, is a humility even in the promotion. It's it's really easy to be humble when you are the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Like when you when you're at the lowest of the low, it's really easy to be humble. Yeah. And yeah. Now, not everybody does even in that moment, but uh, it's harder to be humble. You know, the higher you rise. Yeah. Uh, and so as believers, that that is part of the character that we're yeah. called to. But but you mentioned Daniel and it, it, it brought a, a thought uh, up that so Daniel used his spiritual gift mm-hmm. of of interpretation of dreams in order to serve a secular right. community. Right. So he took this kingdom ability that was given to him yep. and he brought it into this workplace what does that look like in 2024? Yeah. Like, so for a Christian that says, look, God's given me this, this spiritual gift, mm-hmm. but they're just using it at church. It's like, yeah. you know, I've got this, this gift. And so I'm using it on the greeter team or I'm using it on the prayer team or I'm using it on the needy team or whatever. And then it's just on Sunday. And then I don't use that gift, you know, Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday. Yeah. Like, what do you say to that person? And then how do you encourage somebody to use their gift in a, what's the right way to say that? In an appropriate sure. manner. Yeah. You know, because yeah. if you walk up to your boss and say, thus saith the Lord. Right. Nah. Mm, yeah. Eh, yeah. Probably not the right approach. Yeah. So I, I'll, I'll try to be broad about, but I'll use specific roles. You know, yeah, yeah. I'll use specific roles. Let's say you, you're in HR. You work for HR and you have a strong, um, prophetic gift. Let's use that gift for instance. Um, and maybe you're in meetings where you're talking about the course of the company, or maybe you're talking, you know, you're in meetings with people, um, and you're making decisions about hiring and firing and, and Holy Spirit just gives you insight on, you know, kind of something that's coming or maybe an insight on a person, it's an opportunity for mercy, whatever. It, it, yep. You just have this spiritual insight. And the way that looks is that you don't walk in saying, thus said the Lord of hosts. No, you know, hey, have we thought about maybe a different approach to this? Yep. Um, I'll take a step back going into that meeting, and I, I'll try to make this really practical. Let's say, you know, I'm going to be really deep spiritually, but try to be real practical. Let's say the Lord gives you a vision of what's to come next week or whatever, whatever. What you would do is work backwards and say, okay, how do I support, if I can support that with facts, Mm -hmm. right? Okay, Lord, you're saying that the um, stock market's going to fall. I'm just trying to figure something out. Okay, Lord, all right. Is there some indication that I can present? How do I present this to um, those that I work with? And you come up with some facts, create something that actually you can support your idea uh, in the yep. in the language and the manner of, of your of environment, yeah. right? That's important. Yeah. Not just walk in and say, I got a hunch. That won't work, especially yeah. in a corporate environment. That's not going to work. Um, so if you're in HR, you have insight about people or something like that. Hey, guys, can we look at this a little differently? Yep. Um, here's what I think. Maybe we're missing something around this person. I've got some concerns. In got this some area. concerns. You know, because a lot of times what, what I've seen is – you know, especially in that kind of HR environment, um, you've got almost like a, a word of knowledge, a word of yes, wisdom, yeah. some kind of, like you're seeing something in this person, but there's probably a red flag right. that also indicates the same yeah, thing. Yeah. And it may be that everybody's like, oh, but the, the green flags are so yeah, green. Yeah, that red yeah. flag, it's kind of like a pinkish color. Right, it's not right. that big of a deal. Yeah. Uh, your voice in the room may may just be to say, you know what? I know that we said this probably isn't that big of a deal, but right. what if it is? Right. You know, and, and maybe it could be a real right. problem right. if it 
affects things. And so yeah. sometimes just redirecting the conversation. Right. And and how does that connect to your environment? Okay, this yeah. is a red flag. Actually, let's not minimize this red flag because it actually conflicts with what we said in the last meeting. Yep. Right. So you there have you to go. be able to speak the language of that territory yep. is the point, right, as an ambassador. Yeah. And so even if maybe it's not on that level, you're in yeah. a position of influence or power in that way. But that, again, if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about something, what is the language of your environment and use it to communicate um, yep. communicate well but again a word of knowledge mm-hmm. word of wisdom um i think that that's a practical way of looking at how yep. do i do that i have to you have to communicate and not yep. just be yeah too lofty and um, and be okay with them saying no we're, we're still going right. to do our thing because because you are in a secular environment so right you know in the church world if if the pastor wants to steamroll ahead even though there's all of this you know, yeah. spiritual insight saying you shouldn't, that's a, that's a pretty big problem. But in the corporate world, like your, your boss is still going to do what your boss wants to do. Right. Um, right. But God placed you there to be of influence. So influence as much as you can. Yep. Um, but if they decide to go on ahead, don't get, you know, all offended and upset and, you know, they never listen to my wisdom and. Yeah. Okay. You, you're, I'm, I'm not going to open, that's a can of worms. Like we have to be very careful of, about yeah. over glorifying, you know, oh, yeah. the use of our gifts in the workplace and not just drop in the workplace. Off okay. Of that. just, that's the can of worms. See, you, that, that's you, just... Using our gifts. And I, man, the, my preference, especially if, if I get a prophetic or a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom or anything is yeah. my default stance is I could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And as long as my default stance is I could be wrong, then I'm going to operate in in the correct manner. Yeah. And so if if I feel like God's telling me I need to share this with somebody, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not coming up to them saying this is the word of the Lord for you. Mm-hmm. Say how mm-hmm. I, was, I was praying and I feel like and I could be wrong, but I'm really feeling this strongly. Mm-hmm. So I just mm-hmm. wanted to share it with you. Yeah. But if I take this default stance of I'm not infallible. Right. God's word is infallible. Yeah. The the spirit is, is perfect. But my interpretation of the spirit, my understanding of the spirit, it could have been bad pizza. Right. It could have been my own thoughts. It could have yeah. been an intrusive thought. It could have been, it could have been a million other things. And so if, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I'll just say this. We can move on. You could be right and the timing could be wrong. Absolutely. You could be right and God is going to use the fact that they go another way to remember you yeah. and say, actually, you were right about that. Yeah. We need to talk about. Oh, yeah. Like, okay. Oh, and they will remember. They're going to remember. If it blows up in their face and what remember. God had told you is true and yeah. it, it's a disaster, they're going to go, man, there was one person in that room yeah. that said we shouldn't do this. Yeah. I, I, I had a situation like that when I uh, made a suggestion and, you know, it was overlooked. And later they came back, you have some good instincts. That was the phrasing. Yeah. Um, your like, instincts you were right are and we were really wrong. good, right? That's how it was that's put. A, that's a much more corporate way of saying it. Though. Yeah, yeah. And it was fine. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, you call it instincts, whatever. It's the spirit. That's fine. You know, so, yeah, we have to, I think we can practically use our gifts. We just have to be careful that we don't overemphasize and, and just make it real. No, just use it. Speak the language yeah. of your environment. Um, and, and God can use that for uh, promotion he can use that for ultimately his will in that workplace and open yeah. up doors for for people to know uh, the king yeah and I, I think that there is room for all of the spiritual gifts in, in the workplace mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think that's why God gives them to us yes. it's, it's for everything that we interact with it's it's for Sunday it's for right. church it's for your community it's for the grocery store yeah you know I love what my mother says you know about you know you need the Holy Spirit just to go to Walmart like, yeah like you, 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 the, the spirit is with you the gifts are with you yeah. not just for church use yeah. but it's for everything and everything does include yeah the workplace yeah uh, and so you know we, we could take the time and go through every single one of them and okay where does the teaching gift come into play oh. and where does this gift come into play but uh, I, I think that the, we're already coming up on the hour mark. So like that, Man. we don't have time to do that, but I would just say, look at your spiritual gifts differently. Yeah. Um, that it's not just a Sunday thing. It is a life thing. And yeah. so how, how can I use these gifts in my family, in my workplace? 
Uh, and if anybody's listening to this and they're like, I have no idea what my spiritual gifts are. We got this thing called growth track. Yep. You can do it online. You can do it in the church. Yep. Uh, we have a spiritual gifts test. It's not perfect, but it gives you a great understanding, a great, right. great, great kind of starting point. Yeah. So. Yeah. I agree with that. All right. So we're, we're, we're wrapping up on the hour. Uh, man, there's so much more I wanted to talk about. Wait. That's your fault. Should we do a part two? No, mm -hmm. just, no, just, no just, I need just to go. I need to go hide from, <laughs> from my singing debut. I need to let that. <laughs> need, to, need to rest some more from Sunday. <laughs> All right. So I just want to give you kind of your, your, your final moment. Um, you're talking to an audience that is in the workplace. Um, yeah. And they're trying to navigate. What does it mean to not just be a citizen here? Cause I think a lot of us, we do have that mindset of as long as I'm doing the things a citizen should do, I'm good. Yeah. I'm covered. But to view work as I am an ambassador of Jesus Christ in this factory, in this warehouse, in this store, in yeah. this restaurant, in this corporate office, I am an ambassador and everything I'm doing, I'm supposed to work as unto the Lord yeah. because he's my boss before anybody else is my boss. So right. what am I doing to please him? Yeah. So with that kind of framework, that kind of concept, what's, what's your last, like, People need to get this. This is the the advice that I give you as you go into work on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. I would say be very intentional around asking the Lord directly. Give me insight on why I'm here. Yeah. I love it. Why am I here? Yeah. Um, and get beyond I'm just here to do a job. I'm just here to put my 40 hours in. And yeah. It's not just a paycheck. And so we are called, and really Jesus said, pray that there are just more people to work this harvest. Yep. And the harvest, we look at really what a harvest is. He didn't say just work the fields. He said work the harvest. That means that it's ready to be harvested. Yeah. Lord, who is who are those that are ready to be harvested? You've been working on their heart already. Yep. You've exposed them already. Show who that show me who that is on my job. Yep. And that harvest I'll be ready for. Outside of that, what's what's in me? What needs to be in me that needs to be right so yeah. that they see my character? Yeah. And so regardless of the job and the job description, I think if we focus on the fact this is much more than God is so intentional. This is not about I'm just here to punch a clock. Yeah. You're missing the point. And we are here to spread the message of the king. So why am I here? Who is this harvest? Because there is a harvest. Yeah. And we are workers in that in that field. Um, and and then what are the areas of my character yeah. that will that I need to work on and make sure it shows up well for you? So that that's what I would I would say, you know, and then the opportunities that's that's who the Holy Spirit is. He will show us in those moments yep. what to say. He'll 100%. give us how to do. So don't be concerned about all of that. Yep. But just start with okay, character. Who is the harvest, and why am I here? Yeah, I love it. It's beautiful. I think that is that is kingdom at work. Yeah. Uh, and you know, you, you talked about in the message. Um, we want kingdom culture in our yeah. workplace, but we don't have kingdom character. Right. And so. Right. Yeah, I'll just echo what you said that we got to work on the character thing. Yeah, and I would just add this kind of this asterisk fine print to it is, uh, it's not going to be perfect. Right. And if you're mm -hmm. waiting for it to be perfect before you are used by God, you, you're yeah. missing it. And yeah. so, talk to the Holy Spirit, Jason and Brent. We can't tell you right. what you should do when you should do it. Right. But the Holy Spirit can. One hundred percent. And so you work on your character. You keep talking to the Holy Spirit. You keep talking to God and say, what am I supposed to be doing here? Uh, and you, you ask that question every every day you, you every walk day. into the office. Every morning you get there, you say, okay, God, well, I know what I'm supposed to do today. Mm -hmm. I've got mm -hmm. this deadline. I've got that deadline. Mm -hmm. I've got these meetings. God, what are you wanting mm -hmm. me to do mm -hmm. today? Who do you want me to talk to? What do you want me to say to him? How do you want me to be an encourager today? Yep. How do you want me to, to exercise the kingdom yeah. in this location? Yeah. That was better than what I said. You did no, no, no. I, I like. I, I'm story. glad you kind of fixed we're that just, up. We, You're just, a good friend. We're just bouncing off. You didn't. Each you other, didn't let man. me just hang out. That's there. that sounding you, board, man. You just, you covered me. Just that that was a good, good pastor ideas. move right there. Whatever Pastors you. cover. That was really good. I appreciate you. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> All right, this is our last conversation about Kingdom. Uh, this weekend, we have our first love conference. That is the biggest thing yes. CLC does. It's going to be amazing. We've got uh, John Bevere on Friday night. Uh, we got me Saturday morning. Uh, I'm going to be talking about uh, drift in mm. our lives. Mm -hmm. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to make everybody uncomfortable. Uh, and then we'll have a nice uplifting message probably from uh, Nona Jones on Saturday night. I'm yep. excited about that one. Yeah. She's got a lot of influence. Hey. Her work with Facebook and Meta and her, her, her work with uh, uh, the Bible app. Yeah. And just some really cool stuff. And then uh, we got Gospel Ninja Dan Leanne on Sunday morning. Uh, and then we got – I love Dan. Dan is, Dan is amazing. Uh, I love Dan. I, I, and he's so consistent. I've, I've seen him out in public. He is consistent. Yeah, just, Dan, Dan is Dan. Dan is Dan. I love it. That's what I love him. Uh, and then uh, Sunday night's going to be a, a unique night. We've got uh, a special music guest, Dwayne Crocker, mm -hmm. and we've got um, Prophet Dennis Kramer. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a big worship, prophetic night, kind of. We've had all the smart speakers tell us stuff. Now yep. we're just going to hear from the Holy Spirit. Yep. And it's going to yep. be a great way to close it out. So uh, hope to see you there. It's going to be great. I'm it's excited. Awesome. I'm all in. All right, man. Cool. Well, Thank God you. bless. We'll see you next time on Between Sermons.